Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Remember the other day when I talked about California Democrats who blocked a bill to increase the penalties for child sex traffickers? Remember? And we were like, what in the world? Why would you do that? They have, they've caved. They've caved. Democrat lawmakers in California revived a stalled child trafficking bill following public pressure after they initially chose not to advance the legislation. The bill, Senate Bill 14, would increase penalties for child traffickers and would add the crime to the list of serious felonies in California. Anyone convicted of at least three serious felonies would face a prison sentence of between 25 years to life. This is the three strikes law, right? That's what being a serious felony, which I always thought all felonies were serious, but apparently serious felonies, that's the three strikes law. Earlier this week, Democrats on the, uh, well, this would have been last week, the State Assembly Public Safety Committee chose not to advance the bill because they opposed longer prison sentences. See, these are the, this was a rift in the, in the Democrat Party between the progressives and just the mere liberals. Except they all, this is the thing, the liberals always go along with the progressives. So, anyway, so they, they blocked this. They abstained, remember? They wouldn't even vote no on the thing. They abstained. The Democrats on this committee abstained. They wouldn't vote. And that killed it. They, and the reason, ostensibly, was that they don't like longer prison sentences. We're opposed to long sentences, even for child traffickers, apparently. They said it's not a deterrent to crime. Well, it's a deterrent to that guy's crime, right? Like the guy that you're throwing in the jail, he's never going to do it again if he's in for life, right? Pretty sure it's a deterrent for that dude. Okay, or or woman... I don't want to ascribe gender to the the child trafficker. Okay. Governor Gavin Newsom publicly supported the bill, as one does when one is running for president, uh, introduced by Republican State Senator Shannon Grove, which prompted Democrats to change course after Gavin Newsom went against the party. So Gavin Newsom coming out in support of the bill. See, this is the this is defend or disavow. Right. This is what happens when Democrats are actually forced to play the game that the media always plays with Republicans defend or disavow. So, oh, my gosh, this is a crazy bill. Why wouldn't people support this? Right. That's not a crazy bill. I mean, it's 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 increasing penalties for child traffickers. Why would who could be opposed to that sort of thing? And so Gavin Newsom, you know, licking the finger, putting it into the wind and knows, hey, this is a dead bang loser for me. Um, I have to I've got to come out in favor of this thing. And so he does so. And they're giving him the credit for forcing the collapse of the Democrats position on this. So the committee advances the bill with no amendments and in a brief meeting. Four Democrats, including the chairman, Reggie Jones-Sawyer, joined the Republicans to advance the bill out of the committee. 
ahead of a legislative deadline. Assemblymaker Liz Ortega said that she made a bad decision to vote against the bill earlier in the week, saying, quote, Voting against legislation targeting really bad people who traffic children was wrong. I regret doing that, and I'm going to help get this important legislation passed into law. Well, good for her. Celebrate the win. Welcome the change of mind, the change of hearts by this Democratic uh, lawmaker. Even if it was just because of pressure, or even if it was you know, for the optics, whatever. Celebrate the win. Good policy, right? This is a good idea. Uh, and and we got the Democrats to play D or D. But over at the Sacramento Bee, they report, California Democrats spent the final few days before summer recess in an unusual spot, embroiled in a legislative fight with Republicans who typically operate in the shadow of the state's blue supermajority. What is she saying there? The reporter here, Lindsay Holden, what's she saying? She's saying it's it's really, really rare that, de- that the Democrats have to be in any kind of a legislative fight at all with Republicans because they have no voice. They're in the they're in the shadow, they operate in the shadow of the state's blue supermajority. You ever hear any of that kind of framing with North Carolina Democrats that are no, it's always, they're all cut out of the process. They don't get to participate. We really rushed this through. Didn't get all of our input, right? Those are the stories you hear in North Carolina. Out in California, they're an afterthought. It's like, oh, wait, oh, you guys still here? Holy cow, what happened here? We're in a committee meeting and we have to listen to what you're saying. So how did a party with almost no power in California manage to achieve a political win? Hmm... Hmm, this is a brain buster for sure. What do you think Sacramento B is going to chalk it up to? Hmm? What do you think? In part, by employing simplistic, fear-based messaging that exploited the divide between progressive and moderate Democrats on criminal justice reform. They simply said, hey, why don't we increase the penalties for child sex traffickers that's what they said that's literally what they said this was their bill in fact the original bill was against all human traffickers and democrats wouldn't cave on that and so republicans came back this year and they were like okay you're okay with like some human trafficking how about how about no trafficking of the children right how about that let's start there no trafficking the kids and the democrats still didn't want to do it so so what made them budge? Was it Gavin Newsom, as Fox News reports? Or, it, it, that was the first report I read, or is it the Sacramento Bee's explanation that it was social media posts amplifying the bill's failure suggested Democrats are soft on crime, especially related to children? Oh, it's just, see, it's just the messaging is all that. It's always the messaging, gosh. So frustrated. Democrats can never get their message out. It's just, oh, I can't even imagine what that must be like. Not controlling like every single media outlet, you know, and cultural institution. Man, that's that's got to be rough. I hear you. You're uh, you're no tougher penalties for the child traffickers positions. Very difficult to get that one out. Yeah. See, actually, I think their message did get out. Your message did get out. 
your your position did get out. We all knew what your position was, and we found it lacking. Their arguments in favor of the bill... <laughs> there you go. If you were waiting for QAnon, here it is. Their arguments in favor of the bill also carried a whiff of the far-right GOP conspiracy theory related to Democrats and pedophilia. (laughs) Wait a minute. So the arguments... So Republicans arguing in favor of tougher penalties for child traffickers it carries a whiff of the far right GOP. Wait, when did when did opposition to child trafficking become simply an issue that only quote the far right believes in? Like, why would when you frame that th- you're framing this story in precisely the way that leads me to have to ask, are you? I don't know, in favor of the child trafficking because that's what it kind of sounds like you you're arguing you know, in favor of when you have this much opposition to increase penalties for, I mean, think about child trafficking. Like there's like kidnapping, there's abuse. Yeah. There's all sorts of heinous things involved here. Why would you not want to throw the book at these animals? I, well, we just don't think people should be in prison. Well, I think some people should be in prison. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. And if it's, then make it a serious offense. Whatever the serious offenses are, serious felonies, right? I'd say this merits inclusion on the list. Child sex trafficking is already a felony in California, but it is not on the list of crimes considered serious felonies. People convicted of child sex trafficking face 5 to 12 years in prison and a half a million dollar fine. The penalty jumps to 15 years to life if the crime involves violence, coercion, fear, or threats. Crimes considered serious felonies are eligible for sentencing under the three strikes law, which significantly increases prison time for repeat offenders. That's the key here. Repeat offenders. Serious felonies. Oh, no, it's just those wacky QAnoners. <laughs> they forced the Democrats to fine, increase the penalties for the child traffickers. Oh, man. Take the win here, folks. So the Sacramento Bee is crediting Republicans for backing Democrats into a corner by offering a bill to increase the penalties for child trafficking. That's what backed Democrats into a corner. <laughs> this was this is some seven-dimensional chess going on here. Oh, those wily Republicans. California has spent the past 15 years moving away from the tough-on-crime sentencing laws that created overcrowded prisons filled with black and brown people. I would point out the term black is capitalized and brown is not. So I'm not sure what race the uh, author is. This reporter, Lindsay Holden, is. Um, I think that that's a microaggression against brown people, I think. Or do they not get the capitalization? I don't know what the rule is. So, um, a panel of federal judges in 2019 ordered the state to begin reducing the incarcerated population. The res- uh, that resulted in a series of changes that reclassified some lower-level crimes from felonies to misdemeanors. 
shifted some prison inmates to county jails, and it increased opportunities for people to earn credits and reduce their sentences. Uh, what do you think happened? Yeah, yeah, the emptying of the jails, right. Progressive Democrats have been hesitant to support bills that would increase penalties, wanting to avoid a return to policies promoting mass incarceration. <laughs> it's human trafficking, you idiots. What are you, like, what are you doing? This has uh, created an opening for Republicans. See that? that that's what happened. It's, uh, see, the pouncing. If you were thinking that this seemed like kind of a pouncy seasy story, you are correct. Republicans have seized an opportunity because progressives just don't want anybody to be in jail. And so Republicans pounced on this opportunity and they were like, oh, yeah, child sex traffickers. Vote against them now huh? or vote to support them now, huh? And Democrats are like, well, I guess so. And I'm supposed to blame the Republicans for that? Hmm. By the way, they've also been attacking Democrats um, and the Public Safety Committee Chair Reggie Jones-Sawyer for opposing measures that would add prison time for fentanyl dealers. Jones-Sawyer had to back down this spring and hear the series of fentanyl bills that he previously declined to bring before the panel. Members still killed the measures that would have strengthened penalties for dealers. He didn't even want to take it up in committee. He, and then he got pressured into doing that. And now again with this. Four Democrats reversed course, and that may be due in part to a messaging war the GOP undertook after the bill failed. Republicans pushed social media messages saying Democrats rejected efforts to make trafficking of minors a serious felony. The posts did not include any context around existing penalties or what a serious felony means in California. I mean, really, people. Those posts and news stories spread far and wide, right? How dare the evil GOP message this stuff? Curse you. Curse you and your political narratives. Only we get to do such things. <laughs> this is just amazing. So they're blaming the Republicans for Democrats caving on a bill to increase penalties for child traffickers. Okay. Yeah. That, okay. Take the blame on that one, too, guys. That's totally fine. Guilty as charged. I pressured you into increasing the penalties on traffickers. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Oh, and before I forget, have you got your ticket to the Heritage Life Skills event yet? I'll be there. The annual event is put on by Carolina Readiness Supply, and you can learn all sorts of ways to be better prepared and self-sufficient in the event of any emergency. Things like homesteading, canning, water storage, radio communications, Herbal remedies, home defense, fermenting vegetables. I'll be there Saturday evening. Check out the schedule at carolinareadiness.com. This is what Carolina Readiness Supply does. For beginners all the way to the most experienced preppers, Carolina Readiness can help you. Get your tickets now at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? I do have a bunch of uh, messages that have come in at the uh, email, Pete at the Pete show.com. Uh, so let me start uh, reading through some of those, getting your uh, responses. Yes, James uh, gave me the, the name of the book, Gun Control in the Third Reich, Disarming the Jews and Enemies of the State, Enemies of the State in quotes, um, by Stephen Halbrook. And... Um, and I appreciate that. That's the book I was referring to. I couldn't remember the name, but I, I remember interviewing him. So that was back in 2014. Um, so almost 
gosh, 10 years ago? Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, fascinating book. I, uh, and, that, and that we gave the book as a Christmas gift, actually, to a family friend. Um, John says, Lord, please don't use Daily Haymaker as a legitimate source. He may occasionally get something right, but for the most part, he is a hack. Well, John, like the, the, the questions he raised about Mark Robinson, are these legit questions or not? Because if they are, then like I think we should find out so this way we know going into the general, because there are people that are going to be persuaded against Mark Robinson for some of those things. Right? That's why you have the primaries, right? So I would like to know. Um, to, 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 oh, and regarding the, uh, the Mark Robinson uh, story and the questions about the PPP loans, uh, I did get a message. Um, mm, my wife took PPP to keep her employees on the payroll, saving them from the hassle of filing unemployment. PPP was not just for businesses that lost revenue. Uh, and that is true. I thought, and I think uh, I covered that also. Yeah, because the, the overwhelmed unemployment systems uh, were crashing, right? Um, let me see here. Russ says, maybe groups get capitalized based on their likelihood to vote en masse for a certain party. Oh, that, that might explain the rule. That's a. <laughs> you know, they just started capitalizing one racial, ethnic group, but not others. Black people are capitalized, but brown people are not. And what's up with Tony? I need to shift some plans and get my ticket, and maybe his, if I'm going to be able to make it to News and Brews next week. Russ, you do not need to buy tic- uh, Tony the ticket for uh, WBT's News and Brews. Uh, presented by Dry Otter Waterproofing next uh, Wednesday. Uh, we've, I will buy it, or the station will cover it. Like it's, you do not need to buy Tony the ticket. <laughs> I do need to follow up on that though. I need to, because I did offer him the ticket. I said he could come, and he said he would come. So uh, I don't know. Uh, Lauren says Pete just brilliant. Add anti-child trafficking to every Republican bill to force Democrats to play D or D. That's great. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, this is going to be a motorcycle safety bill and an anti-child trafficking bill. All right. Vote against that, Democrats. I like it. Um, All right. Back to some more emails here. Uh, The Democrats formula is to win by making common sense laws and then enforce them selectively against their opponents. And even if charges are never brought just how the media covers it shapes public opinion. So it's a win win for them. There is I will I will say this. There is um, there is always an assumption. No, all right, let me. All right, I don't want to say it like that. There is oftentimes uh, a belief that is expressed by people inside political parties, and I I have heard this exact same thing from Democrats as I have from Republicans, and they believe that their own party is the party that doesn't do anything right, doesn't get anything right. We're all like herding cats and all of that. And the other party, they are just brutal, tactical, strategic. They, they got, you know, smart and evil, genius level kinds of people running stuff. They both think the same thing of the other parties. And I think everything, all of that is true. Both sides, both opinions, right? There are parties, local operations, individuals larger organizations inside the party and and in the movement on the left and the right that are good and not good. 
<laughs> right? I think there are, yeah, I mean, large organizations, they have a lot of people that do a lot of stuff. So I just point that out, that oftentimes a lot of people think that the other guys are so much better. And they're not. They're about the same, right? Um, I read the Democrats caterwauling about, uh, I did just say caterwauling, yes. Um, I, I, I read some of them, uh, you know, about how, oh, we don't get anything right. How could, like, they're, they're, they're so upset that they can't flip North Carolina blue. Right. They're constantly going on and on and on about it. Um, Stan says, instead of letting people out of prison because you lack the space, why don't you concentrate on creating a society that produces adults that in general don't have behaviors that land them in prison in the first place? But what do I know? Uh, Talking about the incarceration in California and on the capitalization. um, Yeah, what? I don't know. What do brown people need to do to become a capital B brown person? I don't know. I'm not sure how much oppression or more oppression they have to suffer. Right? Because I think that's why you get the capital B. I think that's... I don't know. Um... Gregory said, I just downloaded your first hour, and based on the title, uh, I could comment thusly, former President Donald Trump announced that another indictment is likely coming his way, this time over the January 6th riots at the U.S. Capitol. Based on prior effects, if Democrats keep this up, Trump's general election polling could hit 100%. That's... No, no, that's not going to happen. I uh, I joke, but, I, but when you look at... Uh, when you look at past things, they went after him from Russia, the perfect phone call, orange man, bad gate, even January 6th, 2020 rigged election claims. It always goes the same way. Initial polling hit is negative for general public. Time passes. Truth comes out. Narrative is redefined by Trump and the GOP and the general public polling, especially for those all important independents shifts into Trump's favor every single time. I don't know if I agree with that. Um, I almost didn't. I almost enjoy it at this point. Almost. It's revolting that it happens. But like Breitbart said, war. Um, yeah, I don't know if I think, I don't know if I agree that the, the public polling uh, among independents goes in his favor on this stuff. Like that's, I think people recognize, and this is, we talked about this in the first hour also, like the, the people recognize in his opponents in the GOP primary too. They recognize that, you know, this bad thing has occurred to this guy. But you can't convince the Trump supporters to move off of Trump and pick somebody else. Honestly, like, and I, I am sincere when I say this. I think the best argument for somebody other than Trump is that they will give him the pardon. He gives himself the pardon if he even can do that. Like, I don't even know if they're allowed to pardon themselves and stuff. But... Like, to me, just from a self-preservation standpoint, if these charges, and I don't know what the next round of indictment is going to look like, right? But it seems to me, like, from a self-preservation standpoint, that's a pretty compelling art. Like, if I got to step aside to to better have a chance at a pardon, I don't know. Like, that's it. And I don't know what the internal numbers are looking like. I just know that he keeps telling everybody to drop out, and that doesn't scream strength to me. So, but what do I know? From Chad... Pete, thank you for covering the story out of California. The Democrat Party is historically the party of slavery as they fought to keep it legal in the 19th century. In the late 20th century, history revisionists worked their reality distortion field magic to make the world think the parties flip-flopped and all of those segregationist yellow dog Democrats moved over to the Republican Party and branded them as the true racists. 
Yeah, I've covered this, the big lie that Democrats tell themselves. Sean Trend has done, um, uh, he did a book about it and he's written you know, very lengthy pieces on it and now analyze stuff like it's it was it's an economic migration that, that was occurring. And the Democrat. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It, it, the parties didn't flip over the Civil Rights Act where Republicans voted for it. Right. They, all the racists didn't say, well, I'm, I can't be a Democrat any longer longer because uh, LBJ signed it. And so they joined up with the Republicans that also signed on to it. OK. Um, it's amazing how they always ignore Senator Byrd, a stalwart of the Democrat Party until he passed away in his KKK connections. Uh, and here we are, 21st century Democrat Party, still standing in the way of ending slavery in America. Human trafficking is just a PC term for slavery, and we should call it that. Um, it is interesting, all the people that are so animated by the slavery issue, talking about American slavery, the history, um, Yet when given, you know, the opportunity to participate in eradicating modern day slavery right now, they don't seem they don't seem terribly interested. Um, okay, so I got some more details on this uh, on this U.S. soldier who has now been captured by North Korea. Uh, so this is from the AP. They report an American soldier facing military disciplinary actions fled across the heavily armored border from South Korea into North Korea, becoming the first American detained in the North in nearly five years. Two USS, uh, two U.S. officials rather, uh, said that the soldier detained was Private Second Class Travis King who had just been released from a South Korean prison where he had been held on assault charges and was facing additional military disciplinary actions in the United States. He is in his early 20s. He was escorted to the airport to be returned to Fort Bliss, Texas. But instead of getting on the plane, he left. I got questions. He, he he left? Like, what does that mean? Instead of getting on the plane, he's being escorted. And instead of getting on the plane, he left and joined a tour of the Korean border village of Panmunjom, where he ran across the border. Details about King, including his hometown and what additional charges he was facing, were not immediately available. It's also unclear how he managed to leave the airport, while he was being escorted yes so let me jump over here now this is from um daily caller (laughs) the u.s soldier detained in north korea laughed as he broke away from his civilian tour group and crossed the line of demarcation into north korea according to cbs news citing a person on the same tour so a witness talking uh, talking to CBS News, the soldier whom local media identified as private second class Travis King had passed airport security on his way back to the U.S. for disciplinary reasons when he somehow escaped his escort and joined a group to visit the border. Another person who claimed to witness the crossing 
uh, while moving through the joint security area of the DMZ, said that the man suddenly laughed and darted out of sight between buildings. These little blue huts, right? Quote, This man gives out a loud ha-ha-ha and just runs in between some buildings. I thought it was a bad joke at first, but when he didn't come back, I realized it wasn't a joke. And then everybody reacted and things got crazy. I got some questions about that. Like, what kind of crazy? Can you tell me? Give me some details. What, what kind of craziness are we talking about? Like, are, is like people get, are people getting thrown on the ground? Like, jacked up against the wall, searched or something? No, what? Uh, military personnel reacted quickly to the situation. I mean, after they let him... Yeah, after they let him escape custody, get on a tour, and then flee the tour... Then military personnel reacted quickly to this situation at at that point. The remaining members of the group were hurried back to the JSA's Freedom House, where their witness statements were collected. Uh, The group then returned to their bus. He was not in uniform at the time of the crossing and uh, had participated in the tour as a civilian, according to a U.S. Wait, he was on... the. He was not in uniform at the time of the crossing and had participated in the tour as a civilian. So wait a minute. So how? Wait. So you let him on the tour? He is. So how did how did he escape the escort? If you let him on the tour, unless of course you're saying that you're like, hey, you know, what? we got some time to kill. Yeah, sure. Let's go on a tour. So you like maybe you were escorting him to the, or maybe you're like, yeah, jump on that tour. And uh, they're just going to, you know, ride you around the little huts over there along the DMZ. And then and then they'll bring you back. And so, you no know, problem. You know, I'm going to go get a cup of coffee here. You go do that tour before we bring you back to Fort Bliss to face charges. And Private Second Class King thought, better to try my luck with the North Koreans, where the diet in the work camps consists of dirt. Um best to try your luck in that penal system uh, than in the U.S. military one, which I don't know, it's kind of impressive. Like, if you're you're so worried about going back to America to face charges that you go to North Korea, right? The last time someone did, like, 2017, North Korean soldiers fired 40 rounds as one of their colleagues raced across the DMZ. Remember that? Guy got hit five times. They found him. He survived. He's now in South Korea. Usually people are running the other direction. I'll see you tomorrow. Don't break anything while I'm gone.